They made a cereal. Have you stopped touching yourself? You are nowhere close to your destination. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Nowhere Close for episode 14. Uh, a little story time. Today, I went to go get COVID testing because I was on vacation and I'm doing the Good Samaritan thing and getting tested so then I can go back out and be like a member of society and not have to quarantine for 14 days. I had seen some like videos of other people doing this recently being like, it's really not that bad, blah, blah. Are they not doing it correctly? Because I sat in my car and I cried. Like it, they did both, both nostrils, like all the way up and like swirling around the second nostril. I counted, it was for 48 seconds of something touching your brain, less than ideal. I have engaged in intercourse and nothing has ever been that violating. I think that is the most violated I've ever been. Oh, and when she said, we have to go in for the other nostril. I almost just said, no, I was like, I think I'm just going to stay home for 14 days. I, I don't think I can do this. It like, was did it, like, did it hurt though? It like, I, I honestly don't know how to describe it because there's nothing on the planet that like feels this way. It just, it was painful, but also kind of tickly. And you're just like, I mean, I was just like crying. My mask was like tear soaked because it was just all collecting. And the nurse was like, we're almost done. And then fucking 35 seconds later i'm like don't say we're almost done 15 seconds in if there's there, there's more time on the other end of we're almost done that's just how many people do you think cry during that i think i think it's an involuntary response oh okay so it's like something that you can't control and you're just crying that happened afterwards oh okay <laughs> that's different <laughs> just on me i was like my nose is still a little tingly from it i mean i'm just a bitch i guess but um, great. Now I have another thing to worry about. I almost filmed it for everyone, but I knew that I was going to cry and I didn't want to show everyone. That. I mean, I would honestly rather get tested here where I can do it in my car than in New York where you have to like stand in line and go. Yeah. In fuck that. Like I'd rather be in the comfort of my own car than standing next to Anne who has been you know, having swingers meetings this whole time, you know, like you don't know who you're standing next to. <laughs> so where we're going? All right. Well, I was listening to some nice music. And yeah, you can, you can DJ some your music COVID test. <laughs> and I was violated. <laughs> like, they should make a Spotify playlist called like going to get your COVID test. <laughs> Where it starts off like cheerful, then it starts to go dun 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 dun, and then at the end it's like just kind of sad music. <laughs> so yeah, that is my story. I hope that it doesn't deter anyone from getting tested. If you should, uh, so for happy stuff, I guess uh, it is Olivia's birthday today, and Whoa. everyone who's listening, by the time you listen to this, if you didn't wish her a happy birthday, like that's on you. I'm not here to make you feel like a bad person, but like you know who you are. It's, it's too late now. <laughs> it's too late. It's her too birthday late. was like a week ago now. You can't wish me a happy birthday a week after my birthday. At this point, just like chuck it up to a law. You'll get her next year. Yeah. <laughs> but it had me an thinking. alarm for next year. <laughs> Olivia's birthday. Olivia's birthday. Um, but it had me thinking, I'm going to make this about myself for like a hot sec. Um, back to my 27th birthday, which was a couple months ago, which the night before I basically or the day before I texted Olivia and was like, I, I don't want to turn 27. I'm not anywhere. Like, I don't like what's going on with my life. Like I need to make a change, blah, blah. Um, do you want to do a podcast? 
<laughs> and after some brainstorming, uh, that's where we got here. So yeah. it had me thinking about that. And I thought it would be a good opportunity to talk about the magical age of 27 and just how it's, I think, the best fuck it year you can probably have after like 22. Like 22 is a solid fuck it year because you graduated college, like go out, do your thing. But I think in like your adulthood, 27, it is the ideal fuck it year. Okay. If you're like married or have kids, like don't yeah, fuck, don't it. fuck like, it. But if you're <laughs> single or, or like whatever, or you're in a relationship and you're not sure if you're happy, like 27 is the fuck it year. Like go out well, and do whatever you want. Yeah. I mean, also at 27, you hopefully have like a bit of a career nailed down Yeah, where you're not like making $25,000 a year anymore. Yeah, you're above like, the poverty line comfortably. Like, and now when like, <laughs> now when you're applying for jobs and they're like, you need five years minimum of experience, you fall into that bracket. And you're like, hell yeah. Now I can, now I can apply and not feel so weird. Although you also probably have like a solid, hopefully credit score. Maybe some, you have a bank account, hopefully at least and it probably has money in it. So I checked my great. credit score yesterday. It's not as good as I want it to be, and it's apparently because I use my credit card too much. So yeah, you're supposed to need to get another credit card. So this is an issue that I actually have with the fucking credit card companies. Apparently, you're supposed to use thirty percent of your credit limit. Why are you allowing my credit limit to be so high then? If I should only use thirty percent of my credit limit, make my credit limit thirty percent of what you're giving me. Uh, that's the rule. What I guess the is that you're supposed to use thirty percent. So, like, if you have like a ten grand credit limit you're supposed yeah. to use three grand no it's like no. Wh why are you giving me so much wiggle room then like if you don't want me to spend my, that my don't credit, give me that my credit limit's above 15 yeah and yeah i don't know i've never had a late payment or, an, or any issue no it's you're supposed bill. to use but it's like 30 like, it's like you're it. using too much of it but like i have the money you're telling me not to use my money like I can't use my money. I can't use my own monies. It's like You're telling me I online shop too much. Finally, I use can't my use my money card more. Like fuck you. But I want the points. So I know, but I, yeah, then you want the points. It's the whole thing. Moral of the story is I think I need to get a second credit card. Stay tuned to what we decide to, I guess, uh, invest our credit into. I don't really know what you say when you. Get I'm gonna a buy card. a boat. I'm gonna buy a boat. A nice, Where you gonna keep boat, it? a nice speed boat. Where are you gonna keep it? I'm gonna keep it in, in the Hudson River. Just go around, cruise around. <laughs> Ew. No, uh, could you imagine me on a boat, like driving a? No, never mind. I can imagine you on a boat, but like, no, I meant like driving an operator of the boat. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. No. Like, no, I'm, I'm not getting a houseboat. I'm getting a nice speed boat. I just flew <laughs> <threw> away. <laughs> I think it is time to announce for her birthday some life news. Olivia has a new roommate. I am moving to Manhattan. Uh, I guess as soon as like we can. Uh, we've been, and by we, I mean Olivia has been taking the charge on this, which I very much appreciate. Looking at apartments, seeing them, all of that. So your girl is leaving New England. I have never not lived in New England. I've actually only really lived in a like two general demographic areas in my entire life. Uh, yes, Connecticut and Massachusetts. Cowtown, Connecticut, and then North Shore, Massachusetts. I did a little stint in Metro West uh, Boston. But yeah, so uh, big chain. And I'm very excited. I never thought I would be moving there, but 
some I have stars been just align. begging Kate for it feels like years but kind of jokingly because kate was yeah. always like i would never never i would this never country move. girl isn't living in the city i and would then- never move. i remember distinctly actually talking about this with you literally last year when i first moved into my last apartment and you yeah. were like i would never move I was never. Like, come, on, come on like it's fun you'll like it and you're like no <laughs> I mean, anyone who follows us on Instagram and seeing when Olivia was looking for a roommate and stuff and like me posting and being like, I never moved there, but she's a great roommate. And then Mm -hmm. honestly, one day I was just like, why don't I? (laughs) Now's the chance. I mean, especially since you're going to be like working from home. Yeah. It's like we're working from home. Honestly, like I said, the stars just kind of aligned. And it was like, there's no real reason that I can't argue against as to why I shouldn't. So... I just decided to do it. So I think that goes back to the fact that 27 is the ideal year to just say, you know, if there's something that you've wanted to do, we're still early enough before like 30 and some of those expectations weigh even heavier on us. We're still in the beginning of the expectation phase. So you can, you're giving yourself three years to figure it out basically while having some money to do it. And I don't know, my worst fear is that I'm going to turn like 42, look over at like a slew of children and be like, why the fuck did I never move to New York? Yeah. I mean, and then also like, I feel like so many people that we went to college with live in New York. Like when you live in the East, on the East Coast or Northeast, you either go to move to Boston or you move to New York. Yeah. Like you got to do some time, I think, in like a big city because it's just kind of like a rite of passage almost. Yeah. I don't know. For me it is like, because- the town that I'm from in Jersey is like a commuter suburb of New York. So everyone, yeah. everyone's parents who lived here or everyone who I went to high school with and, you know, school, whatever, their parents all commuted in and out of the city. So I knew one day I would either commute in and out or I would live in the city. Yeah. So might as well and I feel like a lot of people are like that for myself. I think because I did grow up in the sticks, like there weren't even streetlights in my town. Um, I was always like, oh, you know, where I live currently in Salem, I'm like, this is a city. And it's like, it's not. And that's not a city. <laughs> it's not a city. It's like, just because there's streetlights and a lot of people, it's not, I mean, technically, like, I, yes, it's a city, but it's not a city city. Yeah. So I was always like, oh no, like, I won't do that. Like, I'll move up to like New Hampshire and like meet a nice boy and all that. And then I tried to do that for the last year and I'm like, I don't fucking want to do that. Like, it's, that's not yeah. my my life goal now it, I it mean, feels I like think, the easy way out well I think over the past years a lot of things have changed I think it, circling back to the whole nowhere close idea you mm-hmm. know at this age you not me because I didn't have a serious boyfriend you kind of thought you'd be oh yeah I thought I was getting married on October 10th 2020 because I liked the number 10 10 2020 looked great oh, God, that's oh, in God. two months and I'm single we're, well. g- we're gonna have a party <laughs> Kate's we're gonna have a Kate still single party. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, so I was looking, I was kind of doing like some cleanup in my phone, um, the other day, including of my calendar. And I actually put that, oh, I hate myself for this. I put that in my calendar as like hopeful wedding date. So I deleted that cause I don't need that reminder on the day. Um, but also I was looking through and I sent some of them to Olivia um screenshots that I had taken from a former relationship and some were like really shitty stuff that were off of his phone but some were just like things that he said to me and I almost like I was almost kept them to be like this is a reminder of like 
let's not ever date someone who is an asshole basically and that's what they were like i was reading them and just thinking to myself i'm like kate you're such a fucking dumbass like why didn't you like for example one of them was he was going to his dad's house for a holiday and i couldn't go so i made his dad's like favorite cake and i wrapped it but i didn't have time to drizzle the icing i made the icing but the cake was still hot and it would have melted whatever so i just left a note saying like hey, cake is wrapped, can you drizzle the icing? And he like sent me a text that was like, if you were gonna do something, like you should have done it all the way, like now you're making work for me, blah, blah. Like, <laughs> uh, okay. I'm like, uh, uh, I made a homemade bunt cake from scratch. Like it's delicious. I had to zest lemons for it. <laughs> and all you had to do was drizzle an icing that I already made on it mm -hmm. and he was a bitch about it so i was like i didn't actually delete them because i'm like this is a solid reminder but don't date an asshole yeah that's actually terrible um wow so yeah all right uh, <laughs> a moral so, of the story is find a guy who can drizzle your icing fucking throw it I on mean, yeah this is minimal effort like that's like, like this saying, is actually like, hey, hey can you just cut it for me like it's like I can't believe you didn't send a pre-sliced cake. It's like literally. I, I'm sorry. Moving on, we're gonna we're gonna find some real ten out of tens when we're both in New York, and I say that dripping in sarcasm. Yeah. So this is the thing. I guess instead of dealing with the like full-blown New England boys who pretend that they're nice and they're not nice, like I'm just gonna go for the New York boys who don't even pretend. I just know they're not nice. I can't wait for you to experience all the pain and suffering I've been going through. Yeah, I've had it pretty it's easy. It's hard. I've had, <laughs> like, it, I've had it easy. <laughs> it's hard in New York, and I think it's gonna be fun being able to talk about it. And also, we're gonna make it fun. Like I was telling Kate that we should do like where we switch phones and you know we have to swipe for each other and then somebody has to like say okay you have to go on a date with this person yes like doing stupid stuff like that and just see how it goes um because we'll be in the same area and we'll be swiping on the same people i think the best we'll be thing swiping is on the same people we're we probably gonna talk to the same person <laughs> it's it's good though that we do not have the same taste in men like i've said this before like a handsome man is a handsome man like there's no denying that but in like our general go-to is like, I see a guy with a hat on and a beard and he's like, want to go to a sports bar and watch the game. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Olivia would be like, no, you can fuck I'd off. I'd be like, excuse me, please. I'd be like, hey, um, do you want to talk to Kate? <laughs> so the craziest thing, not the craziest, but this is, this is an asshole thing. So when I had a friend up visiting a couple weeks ago to like escape and whatever, and we were like swiping through hinge and we got liked by the same person and because i don't use my hinge very legitimately i was like i'm not even gonna like bother talking to him like i made a joke and i was like oh haha like we flipped a coin and she won so like she's all yours <laughs> and, and so then uh she had like a facetime situation date thing with him while i was there and so we were like we were drinking and all talking like his roommates were with him and i mean i don't know i was pretty smashed and i generally when i don't have to be the one on i just sit in the background like you know in the muppets like the two old people like two old muppets that sit in like the box seat that's okay you don't that's basically me i just make weird comments and i'm sarcastic and kind of an asshole. um 
So that's basically what I was doing. Like, I don't know. I wasn't really offering much to the world. They ended the call, like whatever. They texted a little bit afterwards. And then he DM'd me on Instagram and was like, hey, can we reflip that coin? And oh, no. I, I was like, what? And he was like, I know this is like the biggest asshole thing to do, blah, blah. But like, I feel like you and I would get along better, this and that. And I was like, I was like, okay, if you're aware that it's like the biggest asshole thing to do, you why are you doing it? Like, if you have to qualify, this is, this is a big asshole thing to do. It's like, then don't do it. Yeah. So yeah, so uh, that was the fun. struggle of having pretty friends. And, like, I do agree. Like, he was talking about sports, and I was talking back and, like, shitting on him. So, like, I get it. Like, if you want a girl like that, then, yes, I would be the person you want to date. But you can't do that, sir. And you're also not hot enough to do that. Oh, yeah. If you're not hot enough, then, sorry. We talked a couple weeks ago about relationships and, like, guys and girls who DM other people who are not their significant other for reasons that are attention or they want to hook up with them. I don't really know the intent. There should be a hotline, you know, because no girl or guy wants to hear that their person is cheating. Like odds are they won't believe it or they won't, they'll blame the girl. They'll do whatever. Like they're like, well, maybe you shouldn't put up such slutty pictures or something like that. Like girls are awful to each other. I feel like guys to guy, like maybe you guys might hear each other out. But girl to girl, we're fucking awful to each other. So no one would ever be like, thank you so much for telling me that my boyfriend's a piece of shit. Like, I'm going to break up with him. And be like, well, what did you do? So there should be like a hotline. Submit your shit. And it gets sent completely anonymously. And they can decide what to do from there. Easy, done. If they want to act on it, they want to believe it. That's on them. But like, at least they know. Yeah, I think it's... Because every girl's like, I would want to know if my boyfriend. I would that. want to know. Want but like, I don't want the girl that I was worried about telling me. No. And I'm like, oh, fuck her. Yeah. But when like, it's not really fuck her, it's fuck him. But like. Yeah. Like we're so quick to blame the girl when it's like. Because it, it's easier. It's so much easier than being like the person I love and I trusted did this to me. Yeah. Why would somebody do this to me? He, he cares about me so much and he uh, got me chicken nuggets the other day. <laughs> yeah. But Jessica who likes his pictures, I don't, she doesn't owe anything to me. I don't know anything to her, but yeah. And it's so much easier to just hate the other person. I remember there's this couple that I knew who he like had a whole hint or Tinder, some profile, but he put his location, not where they lived. Um, he put it up like somewhere that his family had like a vacation home so he could go up and visit if he really wanted to like hook up with a girl and that's what he did and it just so happened that like a friend of a friend of a friend basically uh recognized his profile and like screenshot it and sent it to someone and was like hey doesn't your friend like date this guy and she was like, yeah, why? And she was like, well, like he has a hint profile, like this is it. And the assumption at first was, well, maybe someone's using his pictures because of course yeah. you make excuses. Um, so they were like, and they didn't tell the girlfriend. Um, they were like, we'll meet up, see if it's really him. And it was. And so she like filmed the whole thing. And so that did get them to break up for like six months and they got back together. So, I mean- at least she knew, but I'm like, you still got back to a guy who was actively trying to fuck other people. I just can't 
I can't get over that. Yeah. I mean, I've never been put in that situation, so I can't say how I would react, but I would hope that I wouldn't react like that person. I mean, at least she did break up with him first. Yeah, but she she got back together with him. That's almost worse. I know. We were all like, yes, girl. Like, yeah. Don't put up with that shit. No one deserves that, blah, blah. And that's the worst part about when you, like, if you have a shitty boyfriend and you tell your friends about how shitty he is, and you break up and you do the whole like, yes, we did it. Like go out for drinks, talk yeah. about it. Like get over your ex type of nights out. And then like a week later you're together. Now all your friends know your dirty laundry and they have to now like pretend it's all good. Like they don't love him like you do. So you're all going to go out and be like, oh, I'm going to forget the fact that you were sliding in some girl's DM saying how much you want to eat her out. Like I just, as a friend, I would not be cool being you're in your presence anymore. Like my friend can be a dumb bitch, but I'm not. Yeah. I couldn't. That's the issue is I couldn't play nice. If again, this hasn't happened to me. I don't, none of my friends have gone through something like this, but you know, but I don't think I could like put on a fake front. I'm so bad at faking things. Hey, (laughs) I don't Um, even know. I don't even know how to respond to that. (laughs) That's why why you don't again. (laughs) That's why you don't like watching um, porn where the girl sounds like she's faking it because that's ridiculous. It's actually the biggest turnoff. Like actually it bothers me. I can deal where I turn it off and I go downstairs and I eat peanut butter instead. (laughs) Go do something completely else. You know, like, like what's next. You also eat like Kellogg's because that's the anti-masturbation cereal or whatever. Isn't Kel- was what special K? Some one of those cornflake things were created as like an anti-masturbation food. What? I I swear. I bet if I Google it's so good that you, you no, it's just like it's no, it's so it's like taking a cold shower. Like it sucks so much that you don't want to have sex anymore. It's so bad. <laughs> Literally googling anti-masturbation cereal, cornflakes. Uh. <laughs> Would you like to know? Okay. So yeah, here, read it to me. So here, I just want to show you this. So this is the cornflakes. I pressed the back button. This is what was on the page beforehand. <laughs> Whoopsie. <laughs> Ooh, that's a fun little. Uh, that's for fun. the listeners, uh, I went from Pornhub to anti-masturbation cereal. Uh, so it said, <laughs> oh my God. Pause before we talk about this. So I watched the other night a very, like it was was not very extreme. It was pretty normal. And the ad that showed up at the end of it was worried about your porn habits? Get help now. Oof. I was like, this is pretty normal. (laughs) Um, So that was, you know, nothing. That's like when you're like like doing something and you get an ad for like seeking alcohol help and then you're like fuck do i have a problem you're like and like the thing is like i've watched way way worse videos so the fact that this one where it was like a girl reading gets a sexy surprise it was (laughs) (laughs) no actually that's pretty fantastic marketing because the people who are watching that video are the ones that are susceptible to being like wait maybe i have and that it got me and i was like wait i watch way worse (laughs) <laughs> um also to to really drive home how much i need to get laid up i came during the kissing scene <laughs> not during that one but a different one yep um we oh, didn't even God. we didn't even get to i neither of them were naked yet 
<laughs> so, Jim, I'm need, lonely. You need, to, you, need, you need to eat some Kellogg's. Like, Jesus Christ. Okay. So it says, John Harvey Kellogg was born today. Not today. February 26th. This is just an old article. Um, oh, he, I'm like... I was like, you have the same birthday as the anti-masturbation studio. Wow. Um, what a so dink. John Harvey Kellogg was born in 1852. He invented Kellogg's in 1878. Wow. Well, wow, those are old. Um, in hopes that the plain food would stop people masturbating. And marketed as a healthy, ready-to-eat, anti-masturbation morning meal. What? I told you. It, there is a cereal. It, it makes no sense, though. Like, there's literally no logic behind it. It's like... I created a couch so people stop having premarital sex. It like has no correlation. It's like a really ugly, uncomfortable couch. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um, I'm trying to see if there's like a real God. You want to talk about fucking up like sexuality and sexual growth and creating probably some weird ass shit. The Victorian era. That was just the weird guilt that they instilled into people to the point where they made a cereal have you stopped touching yourself like that's some guilt that is just so ingrained i gotta be honest though if i lived in like the victorian era or even like the colonial era i feel like i would feel so gross with all the layers of clothing on that i wouldn't even want to fuck anybody um that mixed with the fact that you can't properly clean yourself and they yeah, can't properly clean themselves like did you really need a cereal to have people stop fucking each other? Like, the cleanliness habits were enough. Also, like, Did I got to tie your girdle. I got to pull up the dress. Like, oh. like giving head to, like, some colonial error man. Head didn't, head didn't exist until 1920s. Really? No, no. <laughs> oh, I was like, whoa. Probably been putting genitalia in each other's mouths since they realized they could. Um I'm just saying, I don't like yeah, to think I was it like, did until you could, like, clean regular... I'm going to have to do a deep dive on this. I'm going to have to go to the library. <laughs> the thing is, it definitely existed beforehand because God really watched. Uh, and they used to check if you were a virgin. So people are definitely, like, giving blowies left and right. Like, what else are you doing? You have to in keep the hymen intact. I have no idea. Putting dicks in your ear? Up your nose like a COVID test? <laughs> like, just trying to fit it? <laughs> I like that I went from Pornhub to anti-masturbation cereal. I'm a little bit hungry. <laughs> That's like, that. we watched Super Size Me in health class in like high school or something, and it ended, and I was like, I kind of want McDonald's. Oof, no, I didn't like that, because I don't like videos of people, like, overeating. Like, it bothers me. I love some good McDicks. I've only had McDonald's, I would say, five times in my life. And I've never had a hamburger. I think it was all French fries. Wow. So I think getting back to like kind of being 27, being the age that you. I think it's a responsible fucking age, yes. right? Where you have enough, hopefully stability that you can do that one thing you've always been thinking about doing. Or yes. that one thing you feel like is that last thing to check off on yield bucket list before Everyone's going to be asking why you don't have children. Like you settle down, you move to the burbs. Like don't, if you have student loans and your parents are co-signers, don't fuck off to Europe and never talk to anyone again. Cause you're an asshole if you do that to your parents. Yes. But if you're making responsible life decisions, like if you've always wanted to move to California, 
Colorado, Austin, Texas, do it. Like just go do it. But with that, if you constantly, and this is, I think my, this is my biggest fear. It's not that I'm going to do some, or I'm going to miss out on an opportunity, like a specific one. My biggest fear is that I'm going to play it safe in the comfort zone forever. Just like waiting for the next comfort zone. You, you know, I've done that for my entire life and it hasn't really worked out, especially in my adulthood. Like I tried to play by the rules, follow the rule book, get the job, boyfriend, the place, like all of that. It didn't mm-hmm. work. So if you constantly are either playing it in the safe zone or playing it in the safety net zone, and by that I mean you have your parents on on speed dial. They can if all of a sudden you don't have money because, and you want to go out to dinner, they're going to pay for the dinner. If you need a place to stay and they're going to pay for your apartment, like shit like that. If you get to 27 and your parents are still like, you're in the safety net zone. You're also not doing it correct. Like I would rather be fumbling along, figuring it out on my own time, my own money, all of that. And fucking up than call mom and dad and be like, Hey, so I can't pay rent this month. Can you pay? And that's something I also see a lot in our, like a, a lot of people around our age and even older who either grew out of that or didn't, where they got so used to having the safety net, they never pushed themselves out of the comfort zone to actually be their own person. There's definitely a few people that come to mind instantly where I'm like, those are people that need to jump in the deep end and figure their shit out. Like, I feel like there's two different sides of this where there's like you and I who are trying to figure things out, but we are making an active effort. And then I feel like there's the other people who are just totally complacent with where they are, or maybe they're not, but they just don't even have the motivation to move. Like, get your shit together. Like yeah. your parents are still paying for your phone bill. Like it's time pay for your I, own phone bill. Like I would experience a little bit of problem. Yeah. If your parents, like I am on my parents, like my dad's phone plan, but I pay for it. Give him money. Yeah. That was money. a bad example because people but like, but, but I think if you, I'm not going to shame you if you use your parents, Netflix, because. Oh, I do everyone does like that's totally normal because that's something that like you can live without if you really need to but if you're still relying on your parents to pay for basic things that you need and i count a phone as a basic thing you need you're not pushing yourself into where you need to be you're sitting you know like the benches in the in the shallow end of pools where like moms sit as their kids splash around in floaties you're still sitting there and that's not where you need to be yeah i mean i feel like there's some people who are on the right track doing, you know, the best they can given, you know, all the circumstances that are thrown at somebody totally. our age. But then I feel like there's other people who are literally being the world's biggest children. Here's another thing, I guess we can circle back to the New York thing. Mm-hmm. Before I moved to New York, I lived, I didn't move out of my parents' house technically until I was 25. So, yeah, so I didn't have expenses up until really 25. Then I moved out. I had a studio in Jersey and it was fine, but I continued to save through all this. Before making the plan to move to New York, I made sure that I had enough money in savings that if I were to lose my job, to break all my bones and be unable to work for a year, that I had enough money to sustain myself. That was a like that was important to me. I don't I never want to be in a tough situation where I'm like, holy fuck, I can't pay rent or holy fuck, I can't pay for this. Yeah. That's one of those things like that I feel like 
before you make a big life decision, because I moved from Jersey to New York. I mean, it was, it was a big decision, yeah. but I feel like it's important to always have that safety net. And if your parents are supportive, that's great, but don't just rely on your parents. You shouldn't, because like, you don't know what's going to happen with them either. Like, no. And, but you also don't want to put your parents through hard shit. If you're goddamn 26, 27 years old, you're, yeah. they were hoping they would get rid of you at 18. Like, it's like they already foot the bill for you. Like just, you still got to try and budget. Like it's, it is tough. Like all of a sudden you're getting a paycheck that you're like, holy shit, I've never made money like this. Like if you ever worked a part-time job and you're used to getting like little baby checks and all of a sudden, oh, well, this is money. Yeah. Super easy to fuck around, but like, just don't. There's some people who definitely live frivolously. I don't live frivolously. I mean, I have nice things, but I have, I don't go on vacations. Like I don't, yeah. I, don't I don't buy designer bags. Although I work with designer bags, I don't buy them. Yeah, everyone always is like, how do you, how do you resist? I'm like, cause I make my own money. I'm not fucking married to somebody and my parents aren't putting the bill. Like <laughs> how much money you think I'm fucking making? <laughs> I'm not out here buying Chanel. I mean, I yeah. could, but I would have to sacrifice in other facets of my life and I'm not willing to do that. Well, and that's, that's, it comes back to like the budgeting fact. And yes. I think that people just like, don't, I mean, I'm an Excel nerd. Everything in my life lives in Excel. I need to be more like that. I'm not. But I think it's also just, you know, I I got my MBA in finance. Like, it's just brain is wired like that. But wow, we're going to be great roommates. Neither of us are just going to be fucked up with rent. Nice. <laughs> I'll tell you guys all this. It, watch us not even end up getting this apartment and getting another one. Um, it was a fourth floor walk up and I was walking up the steps. And I was like, dad, like maybe I should leave like slippers down by the front door. I'm going to be clunking up and down these steps, not waking everybody up. <laughs> like four flights is not bad, but like. I'm a heavy walker in college. <laughs> Somebody complained about my heavy steps. And the president of our college, Doc Wiley, may he rest in peace, amazing man, right, uh, went you. into my apartment and stomped around upstairs to check that she wasn't being dramatic and then got us like a super like fluffy rug so it would muffle the sounds of my heavy steps. I'm not a big girl, but apparently but I she walks like steps. one. <laughs> but apparently I walk like a a big gal, <laughs> big gal, big gal coming through. I had to like get called in for like a, a meeting too. It was really bad. They're like, ma'am, you walk like a large. Well, cause woman. it was when I lived off campus in that one, like that one year they did the apartments and the woman below me, like fucking hated me. I'm not saying that she's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, basically if you, we're at the age where you should, functioning like an adult and I think millennials get a bad rep for those of you who don't function as a member of society like a real pay your bills being an adult you're giving us a bad name so like just figure it the fuck out because I'm tired of like apologizing for you um, <laughs> I mean oh god Kate and I are like normal quote-unquote Cool girls. We like to go out. We like to party, but we're also fucking responsible. <laughs> cool girl. I'm an adult as in like, I pay my bills on time, but like I, I'm a kid as in I do everything else wrong. Like that's a hard line to walk. But once you figure it out, it's so much better. Cause then you can do what the fuck you want. Nothing is nicer than being able to go out one night with your friends and know that you're probably overspending, but not worry about it. Yeah. Like you can rack up a dinner bill and you're not like shit i actually can't eat for the rest of the week you can have those frivolous time like nights a week yeah. or every two weeks but you can't do it every night 
Yeah. And like, like that's what growing up's about. <laughs> Sober Olivia would not have picked one of the more expensive bottles of wine when you need to purchase a bottle of wine. But you know, like and gotten like three plates of burrata. Because- I mean, look, Sober Olivia also eats three dollar salads for the rest of the week. So it it balances out. It's all about balance. Life is about balance. Um and life is also about pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone. Like don't get so stuck in the balance that you forget that you need to grow as a human being. And, you know, if you reach the age of 27 and you're feeling like, yeah, I I'm uncomfortable where I'm at in life. I think I've made the right decisions. Like good for you. Like, I don't want you to, I don't want anyone to listen to this. Who's like wifed up a baby on the way and go fuck because you probably did it all right. Like I, I guarantee we're smart enough that you did everybody's right. trajectory is different. Everyone is. But if you're 27 and afraid to like leave the nest, this is your message. This is your time. Just fucking leave the nest. Kate's doing it. You can still, you're still young enough that you can fuck up and it will be okay. If you wait until you're 40, you can't fuck up as well. Like fuck up as gracefully, I should say. Yeah. It's not a graceful because your wife will probably be pissed. Your kids are going to be like, why is dad doing this? Like I'm assuming the exactly. man is the one that's fucking up. <laughs> fucking up. Of course the man's fucking up. Us women never do anything wrong. Never, ever. Never. <laughs> um, but yeah, so take an opportunity to push yourself outside of your comfort zone, or you could possibly regret it for the rest of your life. And that would suck. Yeah. Like you never want to be like, what would have been like if I moved to Maui? It's like, should you move to Maui? I don't know. Probably not. I don't think the, uh, industry there for anyone is really that I don't great. think the job market's booming there. Well, but. like, if you're dying to, like, freaking make beds at a resort in Maui so you can surf in the afternoon, fucking do it. Who cares? Different, yeah. If there's anything we've learned through this entire world is that nothing particularly matters. Nope. A lot of things don't matter. So, as long as you pay your bills on time, do whatever the fuck you want. I also don't want to be taken for anyone that has cannot be in this position like please I get it like if you cannot like I totally get that I think we're addressing the people who are literally just riding the coattails of their parents at this age and just like taking the easy way out we're not talking about the people who you know everyone as I said before everyone gets dealt a different hand some people struggle more than others and it's just that's unfortunately you know what yeah shit happens like if you're grinding it out and you're not you're not close to where you thought you would be. Like you're grinding it out. Like I never want anyone to feel like, Oh, well, like I don't have that parents and relying on them. Like, yeah. Kind of a shit yeah. I think that's, that's the point we're trying, trying to drive home. But you know, those people who are working really, really hard, you know, trying to make ends meet, that's different. That's a different yeah. situation. You're doing the best that you can. And that's awesome. It's the people who are literally laying down on the floor and just saying, mom, pick me up. Become an adult. With that, I hope you guys maybe got some inspiration if you've been afraid to take a leap and try something new, if you've just been like afraid to do that because there's lots of doubts that you have in your mind. Like I hope this gave you some inspiration to maybe actually look into figuring out if whatever you want to do makes makes some sense. If it makes a little sense, it's worth exploring in my opinion. Like it's not worth diving in, but if it makes a little sense, you should explore it further. Um, before you completely rule it out. Yeah. I mean, if you have an idea of something you want to do before, you know, as you said, like, don't just jump into something, but like prepare and set yourself up for success. Right. 
Like if you want to move to Chicago and you're like, oh, that's probably more than I want to spend. Okay. Then maybe you sit home with your parents for a month and a half, save up a little bit of a like safety net, and then you do it. But like, you know, dream big, but prepare with your big dreams. That's actually, yeah. I think dream big and plan big. Don't just fucking do shit. Make sure there's a plan always set yourself up for success because you don't want to be in that situation a month down the line where you're like, Oh fuck, I should not have done this. I'm going to bring up our, this week's we call him, which is a man that we call him hungry Jack because despite, despite the fact that he grew up like for a majority of his childhood in Ireland, he preferred those instant like hungry Jack potatoes like the ones that you just add water to and mix up as an Irish girl myself this is the most horrifying thing I could ever think of that you prefer instant potatoes there's something wrong with you um so we we were I this is someone I actually went on a date with and <laughs> we were at dinner and he was like I, I don't know somehow like how great potatoes are came up and we're talking about like French fries. I mean, this is actually a good normal conversation for me to have because I love fucking potatoes. And I was like, oh, and mashed potatoes, like the real one with butter and all of this, like, so good. And he was like, oh no, like I actually prefer instant. It's like, you know, we, I don't even think that we were halfway through our first drink. And I knew right then, the, I mean, the date was over. Like the, to me, there is something psychological wrong with you if you prefer instant like I get if you buy instant because it's easier or whatever if you prefer instant over homemade mashed potatoes there's something so psychologically wrong with you that I cannot go on another date with you to him I'd like to say take the leap have some nice homemade mashed potatoes just fuck a little butter on well, it make sure there's cream and all that shit uh but yeah that was um that's like that's like back. saying that you prefer easy mac over yeah. other mac and cheese. Or I prefer like, instant coffee. But it's like, you? it's fine. It's fine in a pinch, but. Passable. But like, I wouldn't reach for it. Yeah. <laughs> That's like saying that you prefer like, um, what's that super cheap cheese? Amer- American cheese. That's like saying you prefer American cheese over like a good cheddar. Yeah. If you're putting like, American you cheese really? on your crackers, like. Ew, is that really disgusting. your jam? Oh my god, or... that's disgusting. Ew. Wait, wait, I'm not a snob. I love an American cheese grilled cheese. It just melts correctly. It does its job. Me too. I, lo- I love it. But there's... But I'm there's... not putting American cheese on my crackers while I drink a glass of wine. No. no or no. like, oh, I prefer Franzia. But see, again, I was a big Franzia drinker in college because it made sense financially for like yeah. cost versus weight, but I don't buy Franzia anymore. Well, like, do I prefer Franzia over no wine? Yeah. Yes. Duh. But, but to say Franzia that you over like actual wine? No. <laughs> yeah. That's fucking weird. That's also not somebody you want to date because that's going to be the guy that's going to be like, I prefer cubic zirconium over real diamonds. <laughs> And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like, okay, I understand the point. You can't tell the difference, but like a diamond is still valuable because it's a strong stone. Like it's still, despite the cost and the meaning and all that, like if push came to shove and the world ended, like diamonds hold value. Like they're actually valuable yeah. because they're strong and they're good in tools and electronics and all that shit. Like 
still a good investment. You can make your, like, if you need to sell it, you can do that. I mean, better investment than plastic. Fucking cubic zirconium. Yeah. So also I like to cook. If you ask me to make a meal and you're like, <laughs> box potatoes, sweetheart, I'm going to ask you to leave my kitchen. Like you, I'm not feeding you. I don't think they're bad. I wouldn't say though that I prefer it. I don't think he knows what he's talking about. He, I, that, that's my assumption. He's just dumb. <laughs> and that's, and that's another problem. Guys who are dumb, get the fuck out. <laughs> Bye. Don't, don't say, don't say dumb shit. <laughs> don't say dumb shit. Um, I actually prefer a blow up doll. Comes in a box. Yeah, it's so what? easy. It's just so easy. It's easier. It's quicker. Easier. It's to there. Up. Don't have to talk to it. I mean, you can if you want, but you don't have to. <laughs> yeah. So that's Hungry Jack. Um, so basically, if you would like to get with me, you need to fucking love potatoes like I do. <laughs> Kate and I are doing Friendsgiving at our apartment. You're not welcome. Maybe You're not we'll, welcome. Maybe we'll live stream it. Can we'll live stream our Friendsgiving. <laughs> would you like me to outline exactly how it's going to go? Okay. I make everything. Olivia stands there <laughs> with a glass of wine that has a straw in it so she can give it to me while I'm like balls deep in a, stuffing a turkey. That's how it's going to go. <laughs> then I'm going to get no Kate, help. Kate, Kate makes all the food. I eat like three bites. Then I get hammered later and then I eat a lot of it. <laughs> I think we're going to get hammered before. Probably. I'm going to start drinking during the parade. Um, so anyway, we'll live stream our Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. I'll live stream our oh, Thanksgiving. Oh, oh, my God. I didn't even consider that Thanksgiving parade. It might be happen. it might be us just making our own parade. <laughs> okay, guys, we'll let you know what street we live on and stay tuned. We're going to walk down with festoons. <laughs> I don't even know if that's the right word. I'll get some balloons. balloons. Um, so anyway, yeah, so. <laughs> wow, this was all over the place, but this is this was a um, good announcement and maybe some somewhat helpful advice. Uh, so until next week, Olivia actually will have two new roommates, me and Swim, Swim Shady, my little beta fish. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and hopefully, you know, the quality of this little potty is a lot cooler, funner, hipper. Yeah, it'll be fun. When we get to record together, we'll hopefully not talk, me talk over Olivia as much because that's definitely yeah, what I do. It's hard, <laughs> it's hard to not talk over somebody when you're literally video chatting with them because you can't understand cues. Especially I'm staring at myself. The I was gonna say, time. especially because <laughs> Olivia and I are narcissists and just watch ourselves the entire time. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> this is why. So hopefully I think it will be better. It will be more fun and then we'll have some I think I think a vlog will probably happen out of this. And also oh, that would be fun. That can you imagine like you and I like going on our first grocery trip together. Just you guys honestly half of you are probably begging us not to live together because you know how reckless it's going to be. It's gonna um, be love you all. Please remember to like, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Nowhere Close Podcast and on Twitter at Nowhere Close Pod. And we will talk to you guys next week. Yay. Bye. This was fun. Bye, weenies. Bye, weenies. Right, limp dicks. Sorry. Limp, limp dicks. Crispy. All right, that is it from us. I have so much packing to do. Swim and I are very excited to take on the big city, and we'll talk to you guys next week.